Hola amigos y amigas. Welcome back to Between Amigas Podcast. This is episode six. Comadres Cerrando Pride Month. In episode six, Cerrando Pride Month with my comadre Homer, we will sit down and chat about the LGBTQI plus community, about local artists in the LGBTQI plus community, some educational conversation, some history. We don't claim to know it all, but I hope you guys come with an open heart and love our conversation. Gracias, amigos. Hola, amigos y amigas. Welcome back. Um, today we have a returning guest, my first returning guest, which I'm really excited about, um, our comadre Homer. Um, a little backstory about how we came up with the word comadre. I mean, we didn't came up, come up with it, but we started calling each other that is because me, Homer, and our friend Claudia all lived in an apartment complex together. And um, we were like, probably like- We didn't plan it. By we didn't plan it. We did not plan it. We all like, we're like, oh yeah, I live there. I'm like, oh my gosh, I live there too. And we all worked together. So we were talking about it and we're like, yeah, actually I live there too. And so we ended up all being in this, like similar buildings, I think. I think we were like right next to each other. Yeah, um, we were next to each other. Claudia actually happened to be literally right above me. That is crazy. I yeah. can't believe it. Yeah. And then I was, was in the next door building and um. I had just I think I I think I had just gotten married I don't even remember but um uh yeah and it, we would just like say oh comadre like you know and like Chavo del Ocho when you were like in the vecindad and like you're like comadre como estas so we always said that to each other or um you know we would always just like hey comadre or whatever so that's why we have Homer back and we call each other comadre um and yeah so I wanted to bring him back because um as some of you guys know June is Pride Month. And um, it is something that's very important to me, um, as well as Homer, to be, um, you know, uh, part of the LGBTQ uh, plus community. Um, Homer is part of that community. And it is important to me as well, because um, Homer is not the only friend that I have in that community. Um, and um, I, I, it's important to me to be an ally in, in that community, to let my friends know, family know that um, I support them in whatever I, I, I can. So um, Homer, I had invited Homer again. I said, Homer, let's do uh, another podcast. I think people really enjoyed it. Um, we had a, a bunch of views on YouTube. And then we also had uh, quite a few listeners on my, the actual podcast. And so um, anyways, a lot of I, some of the feedback that I got was like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait for you guys to do another one. Some of our mutual friends and, and people we know. And, and so we invited him back and uh, what more to say, he had the great idea to come back and close Pride Month together. Um, and so I feel very honored for you to, to come back and to, to be able to share this, this information with us. Um, First off, before we kick anything off, I wanted to kind of put a disclaimer out. Um, me, myself, I'm not an expert um, in, in this topic, which is why I invited Homer to, to talk to us, you know, and, and I know he, he himself has expressed he's not an expert. We both here are, um, you know, in a form of, of a safe place, educational place, so both of us could learn and discuss and, um, you know, bring more resources to our uh, Latin community, you know, because I think that parts of the of parts of our, 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 well, at least my 
uh, origin of uh, country of origin, which is Mexico. Sometimes still there's things that are still taboo or and there's things that you don't talk about or say. And so um, I wanted to bring Homer um, in and so that way we could talk and just, you know, have a conversation and educate each other, especially, you know, this special month. So Homer, thank you for coming back. You're welcome. Thanks for having me back, Jackie. And <clears throat> really excited that we are, you know, taking the opportunity to, to do this. And like she said, I'm, I'm definitely not here to speak for the entire whole LGBTQ plus community, but I think it's, it's a conversation to ease people into the topic and really be willing to have the conversation and the insight and the understanding to um, at least explore what maybe or what is in what people deal with on a day-to-day -day basis but i i think i would kick off by also saying that I, I would almost say that treating these type of conversations and introducing yourself to the community like you would introducing yourself into a new culture that is completely foreign to you and you don't know what to say or things to do or not do that may be disrespectful so it's almost the same thing, the same treatment that you apply is just be, be curious, be respectful and be, you know, you're, it's, I think it's just your intent of how you want to um, step into the conversations is really, a, to at least for me, when I see the intention of people saying that they really want to understand or they're coming from a place of, I care and I want to just know mm -hmm. is different than just coming from a different angle that is very much easy to gauge whether you're being ugly or not so um but yeah so i think uh we jackie thought of a cue a few things to navigate through the conversation so we'll go with that and if anything else comes up then we'll um touch base on that as, too, as well yeah um, and so we we did uh, post some uh, questions, uh, a poll really on uh, between amigas on Instagram, and we got a few questions. Um, but before we could pick those off, I really wanted to kind of touch base and kind of like I guess you know level set with everybody and and say like you know great question from the very beginning. I was like, oh my gosh, is it LGBTQI? Is it LGBT? What is it? Like I don't want to mispronounce or miss any, um, you know, letter um, or initial, you know. So I, 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 I was curious about that, um, and Homer um, gave me two great examples. So I don't know if you want to share those with us, Homer. Yeah. So I think, um, I think whenever and and it was whenever, and it's been recent that LGBTQ plus has been a thing. I think probably more so in you know, maybe in the last decade or so, mm -hmm. but it was always LGBTQ community. Um, and it's now grown to 11. It's an, it's an acronym of 11 letters. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Um, but I think um, we're all familiar with lesbian, mm -hmm. uh, which is typically, you know, women that are attracted to women. And I had to write this down so I have notes because- Okay, good, no, um, good. <laughs> um and gay obviously is usually used for men but obviously gay can be you can describe in a lesbian as gay um mm -hmm. bisexual people you know that are attracted to the same um sex or different uh, male and female um then transgender um or trans community queer so this is a very interesting term mm -hmm. that i think the newer generation is embracing it as a more positive term and more loosely used term mm -hmm. 
to it and 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 in the lgbtq community lgbtq plus community queer is kind of like an umbrella term that is being used to identify all of those persons that fit under um the lgbtq community so but uh, so i'll leave it at that and we'll maybe circle back on that in one of the questions um so there's another cue and which is questioning so anybody that's questioning their sexual orientation or sexual identity okay. um, they would be in their intersex i um which is what we were used to or back in the day people were termed hermaphrodite Mm -hmm. And that is the term that is used to describe those those people. Um, I think there's more to that, but that's just, that's how I see it, and that's how I use it. Mm -hmm. um, and note, hermaphrodite is an offensive term. So oh, nowadays, really? so I think it's it's. I'm, I'm glad that they use intersex because I think it's it's less. It doesn't seem to be so them and us type of thing. It's mm -hmm. it's. it's I guess more gentle term, um, asexual, um, only romantically attracted to somebody, but not sexually attracted. Mm -hmm. um, ally is one of those. Oh, really? Uh, Eleven. Uh, pansexual, attracted to all sorts of gender categories, mm -hmm. um, and then two S, which is related to a native Native American term where you really display male and female qualities um, and, and you're attracted to the personality, sexuality, and gender identity. So I, I definitely, I, again, I took those off the net, but um, that just gives you a sense of, I think, why people tend to be so um, standoffish maybe, or not so easily um, engaged into these conversations because it is complex and there's so many avenues to it. I myself don't know, like I said, but um, that those are the name, the, the terms used in the LGBTQ plus um, acronym. Acronym. Wow. It, I mean, I think so. I think you're right. I think it's like kind of overwhelming because, um, you know, coming from a person that, you know, is loving and accepting of the community. Uh, to me, I don't want to mislabel or say it incorrectly or, you know, miss something, right? Um, and, and I'm very sensitive to that because, um, you know, I, I think it's important, you know, to, to understand it at least at the very elementary level. And, I, and, um, and so thank you for that. I, I appreciate that because I think that I didn't even know that, um, you know, Allah was part of it. Um, so thank you. I appreciate you actually doing some research on that and, and sharing and that. I, and I think one other thing is that um, when I first, and I think you'll hear this a lot in the gay community, they're like, oh my God, there's all these new terms and like all this stuff that's out there like that that you have to know. But I almost, this is again, playing devil's advocate and putting yourself in other people's shoes is if you don't identify with the things that the LGBTQ portion of it, then you're almost feeling like, well, where do I fit into this puzzle? If I don't fit into this, you know, normative world of heterosexuals, but I don't fit into the LGBTQ world, then where, where do I fit in? So I think it makes sense to me when I look at it from that perspective and give it, you know, the attention that it needs when it needs to be so. But yeah, that's Thank that. You. 
Thanks, Homer. Um, so I was I was reading, I was doing a little bit of research too. Very, it was like I said, it's very overwhelming um, to to kind of you know get your sources right and get um, you know information that's correct out there. Um, one of the reasons why I was like, I wonder why June, right? Like, why is June so important? Um, it's you know, I, I automatically June. I'm like, kick off to summer, and the one thing that I think about is the fun that it comes with the summer. And the only thing that I kind of tied in my head was like, it's summer. All my uh, everybody that's in the LGBTQ plus community is always really fun to me, and I always, that's kind of how I tied it together. Mm-hmm. But it's not really right. That's not really the right assumption. <laughs> Although it makes sense in my head and I'm sure others also probably think the same, but like, do you know why June? Yeah, so that goes in, that plays into the whole his, history behind pride and, and why it exists and why, why June. Um, it, ever since, I mean, you can date homosexuality back to the Roman empire, right? But I think, um, from the 20s and I think up until the mid 60s, um, there was a lot of um, like underground communities that identified in the LGBTQ community. They were very silent mm-hmm. and it was only like, if you know, you know, and if you know, you don't talk about it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So. And there's several that have been out there from, you know, focus on trans people to just um, gay and lesbian people. But up until um, right around, I think it was 1969, there was an uprising in New York um, at the Stonewall Inn, which was a, um, a just a bar basically where um, the LGBTQ community would, would gather and for a long time, anytime there there was known gay bars, they would be raided by the police and people would get arrested and, you know, probably beaten or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in this instance, um, Stonewall was historic because they were tired of it. They were not going to have it. And the funny thing is, is that the there was three main activists that I think they always rooted back to, uh, Marsha P. Johnson, which had trans, which was trans, and uh, Sylvia Rivera. Mm-hmm. They said no more, and I think there was also an lesbian that they credited to. But the police came in, and they were fighting them again, fighting the police and saying, "You're not going to do this," and mm-hmm. people were you know, brutally beaten. And, and this lasted for a couple of days and the word got out. So a lot more people came and it just became this huge riot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I, I feel like it was like a seven, five days, seven thing that would continue to happen. Um, so then of course, a lot of people got arrested and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, so then they decided the following year, 1970 would be the first pride march. And it was to commemorate the people that stood up and we're not gonna have it and this is why we do it. So it's almost like I see it like a, um, the marches we do for yeah. History Month, you know? Yeah. yeah. People died or people, you know, lost their jobs or lost their livelihood or whatever because they stood up for what's right. Yeah. So that's why, and it happened in June, June 
1969. So since then, Pride, and and the funny thing is, is they marched in 1970 without any kind of protection from from other people. They basically just put themselves out there and marched at their own risk, right? Because obviously back then, none of this was widely uh, accepted. So... So yeah, that's that's essentially what Pride, um, why it's celebrated in June and, and the significance of it. So yeah. Oh, it's good information. Um, it it sounds like you know a lot of people. I think to me, it's it's a very honorable to to stand up for what you believe in, whatever it is that you do. Um, you know, and it, it sounds like there's a lot of you know, powerful people um, in, in, in the community that really stood up for, you know, paved the ground for a lot of people in that community. And mm-hmm. that's amazing. And it takes some balls, man. It really does. I think, you, you know, you get to a certain point, I'm sure, you know, Black people can attest to this and many minority groups can. It's like, you want to just live your life just like any other normal person, but you can't and it's because of the you know there's more power to other people and they you know there's that just that oppression and you get tired of it Mm so I think um you know I think one thing that I've I've learned also is that and that's why I've become probably in the last couple of years has been more interested to understand the trans community because Mm -hmm. those two women back then were the ones that were literally in Washington, Washington Park in, in New York and you know, Central Park and all these landmarks protesting and being advocates for the community. And, and I don't think that a lot of the LGBTQ plus community un- remember knows that, that those are the people that really s- put their foot on the ground to say, no, this is enough. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, or not the funny thing, the, the unfortunate thing is the trans community is probably the worst positioned uh, portion or people in the LGBTQ community that is really suffering and they yeah. really are being put, you know, at the bottom of the barrel of who society thinks that they are and where they should be. And it makes me sad to think that, that yeah, no. it's like, I think also they're the least understood too. You know what I mean? I think, the, and also the most disrespected, uh-huh. um, because okay. a lot of people don't understand it. But it's like I'm not asking you to understand it. I just want you to love me, you know, um, and accept me. And and I think that with that comes with okay, like let me try to understand. You know, like uh, I think my first experience with the trans community was a neighbor's um, daughter. She competed in a um, across the border because I lived in the border town across the border beauty pageant for Mm -hmm. trans. And that was the first exposure that I had to it. I think I was probably maybe 15. Um, And I actually ended up buying um, her car. (laughs) She, um, you know, she was selling her car. Um, Her mom was like, I'm selling her car if you want it. And I was like, yes, I need a car. So I ended up buying her car, but um, I actually never met her in person because she was always very, she was very famous in, in the, in the, in the uh, Mexican town. Um, mm-hmm. So she was always over there. So I never actually got to meet her, but 
Um, it, it is, it is, you know, with my parents being, um, you know, Catholic and Latino Mexicanos, like it was hard for them. And so, but very early on respected, you know what I mean? And, um, although, and I, I mentioned that they're Catholic because I, I too am Catholic. Right. And I think that they're, <laughs> yeah. And I think that like, one of the biggest things for me, and I've expressed this to you many times when we used to have late nights at work, but one of the biggest things to me, it's like, just like we don't put people in boxes in the LGBT community because there's an array of, of, of um, I don't want to say categories, but an array of, of, of people in the community. <clears throat> That I don't want to be also be placed in that as a Catholic, right? Because I like to say um, that I'm a cafeteria Catholic. And the reason I say that is because when you go to cafeteria, you like pick and choose what you want, right? Mm -hmm. I feel more comfortable in my, in my, in my religion, Catholic religion, but um, I'm, I know a lot of people in, in the Catholic community also don't respect and understand and love the same way that I am. Um, and so I, I wanna, that's I think one of the topics that I feel like some people find it hard to understand. They both can coexist as an ally to the LGBTQ plus community and as a Catholic, you can coexist. Yep. Um, and, and the reason I say that is because as a child of God, I am taught to love. And to me, that means to love anybody and everybody even right. my enemies, right? Even people that don't like me. And, um, and so that's, that's really huge. I think for, 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 for me, that's, that's one, if, if I had to put anything or a point to get across is, is that today, right? One, one of them, right? Cause many, we're hitting a lot of great things today, but to me, yeah. I, I want people to understand that um, and to, to know that they have an ally in me, right? Uh, whether you um, have come out or not, you, you have an ally in me um, and I will love you no matter what. And um, I think that's important to, to, to also kind of touch because some people find it hard to, and they're like, no, it can't exist. No, it, yeah, I can. <laughs> that's it. And I'm, and I'm, it, it warms my heart to hear you say that because I think there should be, I think that's a great perspective to have and to apply because people don't realize it, but the core of why, again, dating it back to many centuries ago, why homosexuality is bad is because it was a religion-based idea. Mm -hmm. And it's just been perpetuated century and year after year that that is the fundamental reason why people use that as it's bad because religion says it's bad. And you know, I have my own thoughts on religion and I respect it because I've, you know, I've been religious myself and grew up that way. And I know very, very many people that, you know, practice their own faiths. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, you hear people say, well, God's going to judge me or he's going to he's going to be the one that judges me at the end of the day. Well, yeah, the funny thing is because you're sitting here judging everybody else. Mm -hmm. So. To me, it's like you're a hypocrite mm -hmm. and why, you know, but, but, but you go to church. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not going to go on a tangent, but I, I, I'm glad that, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for your type of perspective and to, to be willing to see that the other side of it and the fact that 
we're human beings just mm -hmm. like you are yeah and we have every single right that everybody else does or yeah. should so yeah no and I, I think my friendship with you yeah. one of the and I know we were talking about trends and we kind of went on I went on this side but really yeah. quickly I think one of the biggest things for me uh, as a friend that I had with you was I think what I've had many friends in the LGBTQ plus community they're um, you know friends and 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 um, you know co-workers and stuff but I think one of the my biggest things with you that me and you have had is you've always been very educational to me like if I did something or said something Thing or whatever you've always tried to you know put me into like the right direction or or, or say things that are educational for me to learn and mm -hmm. I think that's very important because sometimes you know as people that you know want to support the LGBTQ plus community I feel like sometimes it's hard for some some people to to say I'm an ally because they don't know where to start and you've always made it really really welcoming for that and for me you know and um and so because of that I'm able to also be that way with like you know family members and parent my parents you know and my mom and you know to to educate them too like sisters too you know like um you don't have to understand why you know they love who they love they're not asking us to they're just asking us to love them and and that's all and and with that comes the rest I feel like you know and that has come for me that's worked out for me so um so yeah and I do feel like you know it's important to remember the uh, you know the people that sacrifice so much to uh, create, you know, and kick off Pride Month um, as as trans because I do feel like they all are also the um, people that are are less understood and less and and, and disrespected the most. And um, when we look at them, in you know, I think people look at them down on them for the most part mm -hmm. because they're doing the things that you do to survive. Mm -hmm. when you can't find a job, mm -hmm. when you can't find safe housing. So you think about, well, why are they doing the sex work? Why are they doing these, these, the substance abuse? Why are they homeless? Well, what has society done to help them normalize their identity and who they are and be able to get a job or housing or something? But I think again, it goes back to how people are looked at and the limitations that they get because I can, I can, I can probably give you this job, but I'm not going to hire you because I, I know that you're trans. So that just has a domino effect on how they live and how they're seen. So it, 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 um, it's sad. Yeah, but that's a good point. I think, uh, I I think, think it eventually, that. eventually that'll change, but it's going to take a long time but it's sad yeah it really is and it's a reminder to continue to figure out how we can make and and pave that path and support those um people in the trans community to you know feel safe you know right. um so so yeah that's a good point homer um and one thing I do also want to mention is, um, we, like I said, we do have some some questions that came in. We could actually start with with one of them that yeah. actually came in. Um, we could start with the first one. So thank you guys for you know coming in and asking some great questions. Um, one of them is okay. We'll start with the first one. So some sources for positive representation of queer and Latin 
I always know, I never know how to say this word, but it's Latin, Latin X. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Identity intersections. Yeah. So I think um, the way that I'm reading, so read that again. Some sources for positive representation of queer and Latinx identity intersections. Okay. So the way that I'm reading that is where are instances where you've got Latinx people, so anybody from, you know, Latin America, um, and an LGBTQ, like they're either gay, trans, or lesbian, whatever. Um, where there's some positive ones, and I think there's several out there. There's not a lot in comparison to, for example, uh, white uh, and or black. I think they they definitely have the lead on that, just in terms of more well-known representation. Again, that's just culturally, I think that's probably a, a factor in that, but there are a few, and um, one that I recently started following, just because again, my whole um, understanding of the trans community is um, a trans man, uh, his name is Leith Ashley, and he's a Dominic he's Dominican Republican. Mm -hmm. uh, Dominican Republic, Dominican Republican, whatever. Um, and he transitioned from female to male. And I think I've sent you some of his Instagram stories, but he's very handsome. Mm -hmm. And he does a lot of modeling. He does mm -hmm. a lot of um, activism for the community. And um, I recently found out that he actually does speak Spanish. So then I, I saw him post a video and I was like oh he's he's so from Spanish like so he speaks Spanish so he's where is he from so I think that's good I think there's representation that's that's slowly coming through uh for the trans community there um there's uh Gio Benitez I, and these are people that I follow on mm -hmm. them too Gio Benitez he's an ABC correspondent he's married to his husband and he's from Cuba he's a, we're not from Cuba his parents are from Cuba but okay he's he's Latino um, oh, I'm going to follow him. I haven't, I didn't know. Um, I need to get that. I need to get him. Yeah. Um, he's really good. Um, Jose Rolón, mm -hmm. he is, uh, he's also known as a gay, an NYC gay dad. And I posted several TikToks that he's been doing, but. Oh my gosh. Yes. I think you said me some, right? <laughs> yeah. He was just featured on Parents Magazine. The first oh, yeah, gay, yeah. gay parent. Um, he's a single gay dad, which he has a very sad story that, oh. um, but um, he's got three kids uh, that uh, one that he had while he was with his uh, his husband. Um, Luis Suarez Salvadoreño. Uh -huh. He is uh, I think he's from, he's he's from Salvador, but he um, lives in California. Anyways, he's he's built his own like blog and fitness. He's a fitness trainer guy, and he focuses on Latinx community uh, to provide fitness plans and just to be healthy and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Carlos, I forgot his last name. He's Colombian. A mm -hmm. couple of things that I like about him. Um, he is a DACA recipient. Oh, yes. Get it, dreamer. And he loves, I can't say love is an understatement, but he loves, 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 loves the outdoors. Mm -hmm. And this guy, he has his, his funny thing, he has his own like band. 
Like he he built the one of those little vans that he gutted it and he made. Oh it my like god, a- that's like my favorite. So he lives out of his van basically, and he is passionate about U.S. national parks. Mm. He does anything and everything. He does rough hiking, like rough camping. And he embraces it because he can't leave the United States to travel. Yeah. yeah. So as a DACA recipient, that's as far as he can go. So he mm-hmm. makes the best of being the U.S. And he goes to almost any, any of the major parks. He's always there. He lives on the West Coast. So he does like Yosemite, uh, Yellowstone, and uh, the ones in like Arizona or whatever. But that's another person that's good representation. Oh, uh, Ava. Those, that one, uh, that the outdoorsy one, like to me, I am fascinated by the RV life. Mm-hmm. Fascinated. Like if I didn't have three chiquillos, like I'd be like totally in the, in, in the van life. I don't know why. But, and it's fascinating his, to me. He's also pretty inspirational too, because he has a weight loss journey that is, whoa, significant, like big time. Okay. He lost a lot of weight and he's now very fit and so forth. So it, he's inspirational and good representation on multiple angles. Um, Roberto Portales, he is, I think, Cuban or Puerto Rican, but he went to um, West Point. He did? He went to West Point. He was in the Army. Um, He's now started a business where he's like, does uh, men's dress shoes and boots, things like that. So he's starting his own business. That's another one. Um, Local person, Allison Alonso, she's a local artist, that musician. Um, I saw her one time at the coordination during Fiesta, I think two years ago, she performed and I was like, wow, this girl's good. Um, so yeah, so those are, those are a few, um, who else? Yeah, there's a few others that I follow, but I think that's, that's a good question because I mean, who's good representation Latinx community and, and, and queer. So, I mean, me. I love it, yes. <laughs> um, no, but- I, You I, can I think, start there. <laughs> right, top of the list. Um, but it's good to see, it's always good to see yourself- Yeah. In anywhere. Um, I remember- I never thought about that. I never thought about that until people started saying that. I was like, oh my gosh, there's not a lot of people out there that you know look like me or whatever. I will, I remember, I will always remember the first time I saw a gay couple on screen. And I was, I, I, at that moment, I was like, holy shit. (laughs) I can actually be married, be part of a family that welcomes you and have a kid. Yeah. And it's, you only, and, and I don't know if you've seen this movie, but it's, I watch it every Christmas because it's a Christmas movie. It's called The Family Stone. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, makes me want to cry every time. But it it made me see that I can exist yeah. in a family setting and, you know, yeah. be happy. Yeah. And it was it was nice. I will forever watch that movie. Yeah. It, yeah, it's good. I like so, it. I, I like it, too. I've watched it a couple of times. And then every time, every time, like, you'll post it, I'll be like, oh, man, I forgot about that movie. I need to watch it again. Yeah. Um, super grateful for that movie, too. Yeah, it's 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 good to see that, that like you said, you coexist. Um, I, I do feel like there's a lot of people that, you know, can can you could, you know, especially could see your own kind be living 
their full best life that still are part of the LGBT community. Um, so with all the people that you've mentioned, we could, if you could send them to me so that way we could, or you could tag them on our posts once we yeah. release them, I think that'd be good for those, for the person that asked that question, they could just go in there and, and, and follow them. Um, I do want to mention a few people more. I think that I, I love in the LGBTQ community that I I'm full supportive supporting. Um, one of them is actually, it's a funny story because I know, I knew her sister before, um, and I met her through church um this this lady and um and she's we we bonded um you know for other reasons uh once we were in retreat and then I would go to Tony and Guy here right and um it's been my salon because I have curly curly hair and it's thick and and nobody could learn to cut it well I met this one um girl there and she um Girl, she cut my hair, blow dried it, styled it in under 40 minutes. And oh, wow. Like washed it, everything. And um, I have never met anybody that could do such kick-ass job, man. Like it makes me cry just to <laughs> see like the stuff that she does, right? Um, because she truly is an artist. She she truly is um, you know, an artist to me. Um, and um, I, I want to give her a quick shout out to here. She's local as well. Uh, you could find her um, at DJ Malavida. And um, she is an award-winning hairstylist. Like that's how great she is. Um, she branched off to her own um, little place off of uh, military. So um, if you guys need a kick-ass haircut or looking for something very specific, very particular, she, you guys could find her on Instagram. She has a link to get, you know, um, haircuts there um, to book your appointment. She's always really booked, but I love her. She's a great person and she is part of the LGBTQI community. Um, and um, honestly, like I, I, my hair has never been like, I never let anybody else touch my hair. <laughs> like she's the only one. Um, yeah, another you, you mentioned her day yeah. That's good. Yeah, she's really good. And and um, I know her sister and it's just a small world. We were talking about, she had posted something and I was like, wait a minute, is that your sister? And she was like, yeah. I was like, oh my God, I know her. And uh, she was like, yeah, that's so crazy. Um, and then I do have, let's see, my other one. I'm looking so I could get their names correctly. Oh, no wonder. I was like, um, there, I do have my hair colorist because girl has white hair. So okay. I, I have to cover my whites. <laughs> no, so I just started, amazing. I just started covering them. Yeah. And, um, and so he, I, they're good friends, actually. They're really good friends. And so it's like a, it's, at Tony and Guy, it's kind of weird because you either do the hair or like you color or you cut it, right? You can't do both. So I had two people and it was Mari, all right, DJ Malavida. And then I had Jacob. Jacob does my hair color and you could find it um, under dye, like you're dyeing your hair, D-Y-E underscore inked underscore 86. He has done my hair for a very long time um, to cover my whites. Uh, and so he's also a very good colorist, um, very friendly. Um, he just posted a picture of him. I was going to pride yesterday and, um, his makeup was amazing. I was like, Whoa, like those lashes always, 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 always done a very good job right. of like doing his makeup. Um, and then also on the local artist, I love, I love her. She's so funny. Um, she goes by very that yes on instagram and we were just talking you just told me that one of your friends knows her right 
Yeah, my really good friend, Michael, when I first came to San Antonio, he, um, I, I sent him, because I followed her, she has some really catchy, very, um, like, Mexican phrases. Yes. And a lot that she creates. I mean, she makes things and she, you know, puts, uh, like, ponte las pilas and stuff like yes. that. Yes. Um, like on mugs and things yeah. like that. Um, but she's grown her business and I sent one thing to him and I was like, hey, this is so cool. And he's like, oh my God, I, I actually went to high school with her. So I know her. I was like, that's a small world. That's so cool. But yeah, she has, she always has like pop-up. She does little pop-up stands yeah. and like uh, local little, I guess, uh, vendor areas downtown. Yeah. Remember we went to, I think you were with us. I'm almost positive. Cause I'm like, why did we end up there? We went to a bar. Remember it was like, you, me, Rose, and we took pickle shots, and we were like, high tones. Yes, high yes. Tone. I always drive by that bar because there's this other place that I like to go down there. Yeah. And I was like, I remember being here, but I was like really drunk when I got here, so I can't remember. Yeah. Um, oh my god, that was probably one of like the wild. Like I loved having that night. Was so awesome. It was. Was I it remember, the night? Was actually, when Cla- wasn't Claudia leaving? Was yeah, was it that or was it? Because I couldn't remember if it was that or if it was when we were doing the pub run. No, and that we was like, no? before. Yeah, because we went to dinner before that. Uh, I remember the. Okay, picture. so then it was probably that. Yeah. And I remember what I was wearing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I, I think that was it. That was. I, I yeah, so and she was there. I think. At that, uh, I, yeah. I think I saw a post that where she was. Yeah, she goes there. She does little pop-up shops. And I'm like, I've been here before. What was it? And <laughs> so she does. She's really cool. I've never met her in person, but um, I like to follow her story. Like recently she posted like why she, you know, like like she had left her corporate job and she wanted to do something that was like, you know, she believed in and and started from like the bottom up. And now she's does like her own things, you know? And like you said, she has very catchy phrases that are Latino and they're also Mexican and they're also, and she is is part of the LGBT community as well. So um, those three, those three are the ones that I, I, I definitely think that would uh, have a good representation in the um, um, you know LGBTQ plus community and um, and Latino community as well. Yeah. Um, okay. So next question. Ooh. This one's good because I was I had to think about this one. But tips for cultivating the validity of one's own queerness when loved ones may not support you? <laughs> That's tough. It is. Um, it honestly is a tough question because my initial reaction is, I heard the word validity in there. Mm-hmm. Um, cultivate validity for yourself by other people. Mm-hmm. And my initial thought is you shouldn't have to you shouldn't, you shouldn't, um, like others don't own your validity. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's hard because I know what it feels like to be validated mm-hmm. and it's very gratifying. Mm-hmm. So I think, especially when it's the people that you care about, mm-hmm. um, that, that does wonders, but I think you have to, I think it's, it's like a, like step one mm-hmm. and step two type of thing. Step one is make sure that you are um, creating and cultivating your own validity of yourself 
-hmm. first and be 150% strong about your own sexual identity or sexual orientation Mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. I think while you work on that, you won't be so focused on everybody else. And I think that step two is you can only show people that you're just as normal. You're just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Your sexual identity, your sexual orientation is a fraction of who you are. Mm -hmm. So I think once you do do one, then you work on two and just, and just be a successful, you know, positive person in the world. Mm -hmm. I think that validity will come because other people that are close to you will validate that. And so will those other people that are still lagging behind. They'll see, hey, they're getting the support that they need and being validated by others that maybe it's not my immediate family or parents or sisters or brothers or whatever, but I see their friends and their friends are totally there for them when mm-hmm. you know they need to. So, I, and I think that will kind of push them towards giving you that validity at the end. So I think it's a process and I think it takes longer with um, some families or friends more than others, but I think that's the way that I would answer that question. But yeah. It's yeah, it is a tough one. I feel like, because like you said, I think you first have to do that for yourself. Right. And then the rest will follow slowly. But I think that patience is definitely key although it, it sucks to, to be that way. And I think a lot has to do with, I mean, I don't know how other cultures do it, but like, <clears throat> at least in the Latino com- community and I mean, in the families, I think like, like family is so important. It's so unified, right? You always are together. You're always, you know, speaking to each other. They're always in your business. They, they're all, you know, they're always, it's that, that way with my sisters, right? We're always like, why are you, why aren't you answering my text message? Are you with your BF or what? Right. Yeah. Like, what are you doing today? Why haven't you answered my text message? Right. Like, um, you're going on this trip. Why, why don't you invite me? Right. We're always metiches, you know what I mean? Yes. So I feel like in the Latino community, it's even harder because you want that, right. You want to, you want that, but it is harder also because it is the Latino community, you know, yeah. and it's so hard to, to, you know, to, to get both, but it, I think it is possible. And I, and I see that although it's, it takes time, right? I'm sure you were not um, where you are today with, with, you know, your family and your in-laws as well, but it got there, you know, it got there and it's going to get better. It's going to slowly progress, you know? Um, But yeah, those, that's a good, that's a good question. That is a good question. Um, Okay. I don't like tough questions. I know. Okay. So let's go. Maybe hopefully this one is easier, but, but, but I don't know. Let's see. Uh, why do gays refer to themselves as queers when they talk about themselves? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that is honestly a question that I asked myself a long time ago, too, because. Um, so remember, so earlier when we were talking about the acronyms in the LGBTQ plus yeah. community, I mentioned queer and how the new generation is, is more comfortable with that word than other folks. And, and I, I don't use the term and not because I find it thoroughly offensive. I don't think of that at all. Um, but like Freddie, he, he doesn't like, he's like, why do you use, like, why is, 
we don't like that word's not in his vocabulary. It's yeah. I guess the thing. But the reason I don't use it or reference to it is there's negative connotation that comes with that. And it's based on my experience. Mm. In the earlier years, I think, and a lot of older folks can identify with this, um, some, uh, a few, because I think that word was also loosely used in, in you know, 70s and 80s and stuff like that. But that word was used to offend me and to be ugly to me when I was a kid. So to me, I don't have a pleasant memory of that word being used to describe who I was. Okay. It was on the same, it was almost um, derogatory as, as somebody would use the word, the F word, which is faggot. And uh, that's why, I, but, I, but I understand how people use it now. So I think to, an, to, to answer the question, I think people use it because they identify with multiple pieces of the LGBTQ plus community. Okay. They um, may be asexual, you know, and, you know, um, identify as lesbian as well because they, you know, like women or, and that may be the wrong term I think I use. But anyway, it's more things that they identify within the LGBTQ plus community and that's why they use it as an umbrella term, if you will. So, um, but I think you hear it more now with the younger generations, oh yeah, I'm, I'm queer, whatever. Um, I, I think it's up to who I use, you talk to and if they use it, then I think it's, it's mm -hmm. okay to use it in the conversations that you have with those people. But yeah, that was, that was a good question because I questioned myself. Yeah, I know. I didn't think about that until that question came in and I was like, hey, that, that's a good question. I didn't ever think about it. Yeah. Um, okay. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Okay. How, the next question is, how did you come out to your family or did they already know? So my sisters swear that they know, they knew well before I did. <laughs> At least some of them do. Um, so I came out, so, and this is generally how a lot of gay people um, come come out is they, first it's their close, close friends or people that they know. And to me, that didn't happen until I was 17 or 18 when I actually let people know. And here's the funny thing is that a lot, and some people know this that are close to me, they know that I, I grew up in West Texas and I lived there up until I was a sophomore. And when I was a sophomore, I moved to San Antonio um, just for the reason we always came here for the summer and I always liked it and I hated, hated going back home mm -hmm. for the school year. We just spend the time here with my older siblings. And um, that one time, um, my sister's husband was like, or my brother-in-law, he said, Y'all can stay here if you want. He told me twin sister and I this. And I was like, what? <laughs> you serious? We were at Denny's. It was a late night. He was, he had probably been drinking or something. Um, and he was totally cool about it. And my sister's like, what? Um, so, you know, we worked it out and my parents weren't okay with it. Mm -hmm. They were like, why are you doing this? Like, it doesn't, mm -hmm. like, you have a home here. It's fine. Anyways, push comes to shove, that happened. Um, I came here, I lived here, and I, I went to school here my last two years. And that's the first time 
I had to make the decision of who I was going to be. Mm. There was there was this girl that I we and it was a huge school compared to what I went to before. So there was all kinds of people that I had never interacted with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember there was this one girl and, and I knew that she, I was getting vibes. Like I was like, okay, this girl kind of likes me. I can tell. Oh my God. I've never and, heard this. <laughs> yeah. And I, and we would exchange like notes and I was like, okay, this is, this is getting real. And I remember distinctly telling myself, you have a decision to make. You can either be who you are or you can continue being who you aren't and who you, who you basically were back home. Mm-hmm. And it's pretending to be straight. Mm-hmm. And I remember that so vividly. And I do remember, I think I'm pretty sure that she asked me to be her boyfriend and I was like, no. And I was like, this is crazy. And the cat is out of the bag. Here we go. (gasps) And since then, you know, there was, and there were, and that was my, when I first came to school here, I, uh, there was kind of like a goth guy. um, He had a rainbow bracelet on and he was in my, in my computer and my, computer class and that was my first interaction with a gay person really having a conversation with them and I was just fascinated as to how comfortable he was to be who he was and not at all I mean he probably had his own things that he was dealing with but to me it felt like he was very um just you know, knew who he was and he didn't care what other people thought. And he, you know, had a rainbow bracelet and he was roaming around the halls and this gigantic school with so many different people in there. So that, that was my first time that I knew that, you know, I'd come out to someone and tell them that. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I had a few friends on the bus and they, you know, they knew this other girl. So they knew, and, and, you know, we were friends and I still keep in touch with some of them through social media and so forth. Um, so that was my coming out to my friends. So usually you come out with somebody that you trust or some friends at school mm-hmm. or something. And then I came out to my sister who I had moved with when I was right around my senior year. So I went almost a whole year without telling anybody other than the ones at school. And then I, I struggled to tell my sister. And yeah. she, I think she, she's always tells me, why well, you since you were a little kid or whatever? And I cried and cried that whole night. Like we were trying to have, I was trying to have a conversation with me. And she, I think she got to a point where she's like, oh my God, this guy did something crazy and he feels so bad about it. <laughs> I told her and she was perfectly fine with it. Um, you know, so, and so that was that. And then I told my other, my twin sister while we were driving somewhere, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And she was totally fine with it as well. But funny thing, funny thing is, is I didn't tell my parents until maybe a year before, right after I got engaged with Freddie. Mm-hmm. Freddie was always the guy, my roommate. He was always the guy that I would stay with that we'd, and so forth. So, um, and they had met him before. So he came, you know, they'd come visit San Antonio, but I, they'd never go to my apartment. They'd always go to my sister's house. So mm-hmm. every now and then Freddie would come with me. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't tell him until about a year after that. Um, my dad was not happy with it. Mm-hmm. He basically didn't talk to me for, I don't know, like two years. 
Mm -hmm. My mom was heavily distraught. She's a very religious Mexican woman, um, which she actually, she's, you know, very, very much the questions that a mom, that a Mexican mom would ask, I mean, probably any mom, but like, what, why, or what did I do, or um, how could you choose to be that way, and that just drove me up the wall, mm -hmm. um, because I was like, I, and I, I countered with a question, I was like, well, when did you decide to be straight? <laughs> Please tell me, when was that life-changing decision that you just said, you know what, I'm not going to be gay, I am going to be straight, and I asked her that, and she had no response, so, mm -hmm. But I told her and, you know, they they were both not very happy and we didn't talk very often or at all for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, they didn't get to go to my wedding. They didn't want to. Um, the invite was there. But um, yeah, that's that was my coming out story. So and, and there's a you know, there was one of the. I think, and there's a thing in the gay community that people are like, yeah, you have coming out stories probably a lot throughout your life because I think the other coming out that it did was at work, you know? Work is another place where you have to introduce yourself as yeah. something that not is normal, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember, I, and you know who this person is, um, we worked with them a couple of teams down from us. And mm -hmm. I remember he was this older gentleman and I remember he would always talk about this other person and he'd always say, oh yeah, my, my roommate, he'd say my roommate. Mm -hmm. And I finally realized because I saw a picture of him and his, I don't know if they actually were married or they were just, you know, uh, together for a long time, but I saw a, rain a rainbow Mickey Mouse next to a, a Disney picture that they went to. So I knew they went to like Disney pride. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, he has been working here for years mm -hmm. and he's been, not who he is. Mm -hmm. And I decided, I was like, I cannot be this old man and continue to be this other person that is not at work and all for, and why? Because other people are uncomfortable with me. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. It's not your problem. It's not, yeah, it's their problem. That's not yours. I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to come in here and talk about who I am or what I went to go do with my boyfriend, just like my cubby or my friend can come in and talk about their boyfriend and girlfriend, and eventually my husband, mm -hmm. as you would if I asked you, what'd you do this weekend? Like, that is not exactly to your point. That is not my problem. So there's been instances that, you know, people, you know, you have to come out to them. Mm -hmm. um, neighbors that I move into, it's like they see us and they're probably like, okay, it's, you know, it's probably just two guys moving in, roommates, and then it's like, oh, they didn't have a girl, little girl. So you, you it's always something um, because it's still not normal yeah. for to see that. So yeah, I think there's a lot of coming out that I, you know, and just various things, so many, so many endless stories that I could share about, you know, sharing who I was with people um, that is, you know, I remember when I came to school here and, and we were, you know, instant messenger, AOL messenger. Yeah. And I still kept in touch with some people. And then obviously the word got out back home that, oh, Homer's gay. And I remember talking to this one guy and we were good friends. And he, he, he told me, he's like, well, I think it's pretty lame that you didn't, um, what did he say? He said, you should have 
had the respect to tell everybody. I'm like, tell everybody what my business? Floored <laughs> by how people felt so entitled yeah. to have that kind of, you know, I not what I expected, but it just it made me realize how this was not going to be an easy path to go through. So, um, but anyway, I'm thankful for all my friends that I continue to have and some that I still stand by, uh, that still stand by me um, today, even since I was little. But yeah, that's 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 your coming out story. That's my coming out story. All right, well, um, we have two more questions. Let's see. I, uh, we're almost coming to the hour, but um, I think I think we could we could cover these two still. Um, okay, so I think this one's actually pretty important because I always find myself kind of hesitant, but um, hesitant asking, and or I, I guess I don't know how. But the question was: Is it appropriate to ask about pronouns, and if so, how? Yes. So. Good question. And uh, this is something that I'm recently new to explore too. And I haven't had the chance to do it, but I saw somebody do it at work and I, I need to make an update to it. Um, from a work environment perspective, or if you just exchange an email on a daily basis, adding your pronouns to your signature line. Oh, okay. Is significant. And, I'm, and it shows one allyship or, you know, it shows allyship. Two, it shows that you welcome people who are transgender or identify with different pronouns mm -hmm. so that they know that you're a safe place to go to if it's like they are they're not gonna they're probably more willing to have a conversation with you than somebody that doesn't because you have opened the door for that Oh my God. So I that's love one that. way to do I it. And, and the way that somebody did it at work, they had a link that says, here's my pronouns. And it said, why do I use pronouns? And they had a link and it goes to a, a document that gives like rationales why it's beneficial to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, she's an ally too. So I, I appreciated that. I think um, the, the other is just really, um, I don't know, having, having the conversations and just being open to just being sometimes more, how can I say this? Just making yourself, um, putting yourself out to say, yeah, I, I support the LGBTQ plus community or whatever. Um, then I think people will gravitate towards you and be willing to know which pronoun to use, but I'm still kind of- I'm still, I really like that you said, you know, like it will, it will kind of help people that, you know, are allies show like, hey, the, like my pronouns, he, her, she, right? I think mm -hmm. that's what they, they um, and her. if I add that, whether my signature line or my um, profile on social media, I think that's important. Yep. I never, I never, that never crossed my mind. And I, I love that so much. It's and Instagram like, did that or okay. Facebook did that. Um, I think Instagram specifically, but you can add your pronouns on your Instagram profile. Okay. Um, I've seen yeah. that before mm -hmm. and I never understood. I was like, well, yeah, I know that he's a he, but I never really tied it to what you just said, which was like, it makes it feel like, you know, you're, I'm a, I'm a person that supports and, and an ally to you. And so I really like that. That's, that's yeah. important. Yeah. That's really good. Okay. Thank you for that. That um, I really like that. Um, okay. Um, when did you know you were gay? That's the last question I got. Um. So one thing that you'll need to know about me is that 
I was always like that kid that never was like, I didn't understand any of this whole like, <laughs> I wasn't like, I don't know how to describe it. Anyway, I didn't really socialize a lot to know all these like innuendos, if you will. Mm-hmm. So when people would make jokes about certain things, I'd be like, I don't understand. I'm like this good kid and I have no idea what you're talking about. Hashtag clutching my pearls. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and um, so I really didn't get a lot of these things until I was older. So I knew that I, I, I liked guys probably middle school. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know anything about being gay or anything about bisexuals or anything like that. So I never really acted on it and none of that was ever around in our school anyway back then in that little bitty small town so it nothing ever fit but I think once I got into high school is when people would call me things and I'm like what is that Mm -hmm. and I then started to realize that's who I was and that's what I identified as was was gay because mm-hmm. other people basically told me. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't it didn't happen until then. Um, and I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of parents out there that probably wonder that too. Um, are my kids gonna be grow up gay or whatever? And here, I think that if you have those questions, but one, if you, if you have those questions as a parent, mm-hmm. I almost would say, why are you, why are you worrying about that? Mm-hmm. And I say that because I would have rather my parents worried about teaching me how to be strong mm-hmm. and how to um, basically have have those battles Mm -hmm. as I was a young kid and be like, okay, that's fine. You're gay. And this is what this, you're going to be dealing with this because it's a fact Mm -hmm. and people are going to be mean and people are going to put you down beyond what other people do. It's, you know, other, I mean, kids get bullied for very many different things, but if somebody was there for me to say, I get it, that's who you are. And I support you and I'm here. I'm going to coach you through being a strong person because you're going to have to deal through some crazy shit. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do this together. And I would have rather had that than to try and figure out every single time or like, is he gay or is she lesbian? Or like, what is it? Like, those are the kinds of things that I would have probably would rather have than to focus on. Are you gay? Are you is my gay son gay? Is my daughter a lesbian? Are they part right. of the... Yeah. Yeah. Right. So... That's such a good um, point. That's such a good point because I feel like um, a lot of um, parents... You know, I'm a parent of three kids and just talking to other parents as well, um, you know, being in a, uh, you know, kids going to daycare and stuff, having conversations or, you know, sports or whatever it is, it's always like sometimes it comes up and it's like to me it does not matter I will love my kid 
whether they love whoever they want to love. And that is, I think it's, I think I'm more open or more comfortable, I would say, than most people is because I think I was exposed to the LGBTQ plus community at a very young age. And the reason for that is because I played sports, right? I was always very athletic. Um, and one of the things was like coaches, you know, they were part of the, the female coaches, most of them that I had not not that I only could speak to for my experience, but they were part of the LGBTQ uh, plus mm-hmm. community, you know, and so or my teammates, you know, they were part of the the LGBTQ plus community. So I was exposed to that a lot more, and it I kind of had time to actually see the person versus their sexual orientation. Right. And to me, I think that's the reason why I'm more um, comfortable in this space as speaking to, um, speaking about it, right. And and asking some questions or, you know, being an ally, I feel like that's what the reason why, but I think it's very important as a parent to just, like you said, support your children, equip them with the best language that you can. And I think to me, my first exposure to that was, you know, we were last year, we were home all year. Right. And so I, I was pregnant, high risk, and I couldn't take CJ to school. And so um, we would spend a lot of time watching TV. One of the things that came up on TV was, I think it was like RuPaul's like drag race, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, CJ was, you know, playing around and he stops because there's a a, a trans on, uh, there's a a trans person on TV and he, I don't know, it was, I can't remember what it, who was on TV, but Mm -hmm. There was a person on TV and there were full blow makeup, but no wig. And they were talking, right? And while they were talking, they were putting on a wig. And so my son's like, Mama, ¿qué pasó? And I was like, ¿qué pasó, mi amor? And he was like, ¿por qué está así, mamá? And I was like, ¿por qué está como? And I just was curious to see where he was coming from, right? Right. He was like, Mama, está pintado y se puso pelo. Es un hombre. And I was like, Es un niño, he said, no somebody. He goes, es un niño. And I said, ¿sabes qué, mi amor? No sé si es un niño. Um, and then it was just like a commercial, right? And he was, no sé si es un niño. Because I really didn't know if it was a trans, it was a, if it was just someone that was, you know, um, on the competition. I didn't know enough, right? So I was like, I really don't know. And so I remember bringing that up to you the last time I said, you know, I don't know how, you know, our kids are going to get together one day. If we haven't been able to get together because of the pandemic, you know, whatever, but I know we'll get together one day and we'll be in the same room and it's going to be you and Freddie and Sienna. And I know my son is very curious, just like his dad. He has a lot of questions. He questions like, what are you going to do? Where are we going? When I go to sleep, what am I going to do when I wake up? So he has a very inquisitive mind. And so I want him to be knowledgeable, right, in that aspect. And you actually sent me, last time we met, you sent me this book. Yes. And um, I like to read to my son. He speaks primarily Spanish, right? So, um, you know, I um, he goes to Spanish immersion. So to me, to get through this book, it was harder for me because I had to translate it. <laughs> so it was like Googling some words because I'm like, oh, man. Which, by the way, I also had a Google Pride Month in Spanish, which is Mes de, or- de Orgullo. Um, I didn't know that, which is something I learned. Um, so I had, a, sometimes I do forget, I'm mainly Spanish speaking um, here in the house, but I did have to, you know, I, I wanted to start reading this book to him, you know, um, so he, he understands. Um, because at our school, there's also families that are in the LGBTQI community, and I want my son not to, to be curious and not to be shamed to be curious, but also be respectful too. Right. Um, and I think the book was really helpful. I, I don't think he fully understood it, but I think he's kind of grasping it. Um, 
So we'll, we read it a couple times. I'm going to wait and then we'll read it again, you know. But he has a really great memory because he sees the book and he'll ask you questions. And I'm like, senior mood, you know. And so I think it's important to, to um, educate your kids and, um, and to support your kids regardless whether, you know, they want to do it or not. And, and it really doesn't matter. Like as a parent, honestly, like you just recently, right? Um, how you, as a parent, you may, don't, you want to foster the environment for your kids to feel comfortable to express what they are feeling and who they love, you know? Um, because then you see, you know, which I'm so happy to see now, um, like the football player, um, what's his name? Carl's, Carl Nassib or, Nassib or something like that, right? Carl Nassib, I think it was. The Raider, he's in the yes, Raiders team. I have my I new favorite team. <laughs> um, and so, he just came out and, um, you know, I feel, I don't know, you know, sometimes I feel like so sad because I feel like, oh man, like, I don't know how their parents were or their family members were for them to wait so long. Some of them do wait so long to come out to their family. Sometimes their family has known this whole time and, you know, they just came out to the public, like, um, that guy that was on American Idol. What's yeah. Um, Archuleta. Archuleta, yeah. Archuleta. Yeah, yeah, him, right? I, like, and I had told Freddie a long time ago, I'm like, would he just come join us already? Yeah, he's like, come on, have some fun. So yeah, um, uh, me too. I, I also I also was like, this guy may be part of the LGBTQI community. Um, but, um, and he himself's like, you know, I'm still struggling to figure out where where do I fit, right? Um, and so he his family knew for a long time, from what I understand. And then he just came out to during this month, you know, and it makes me feel happy to see it happen more often um i don't i i just hope that they also had more uh, like their families were hopefully i'm hoping because i don't know the story right mm -hmm. that they were more accepting right um but that's what's important to us as parents you know is to to cultivate that and in, in our children you know to yes it's okay to be curious and to ask right but also be respectful and um and know that whatever happens, I'll love you. Whether you play sports or not, it doesn't matter. You know, right. it doesn't matter. And that's one thing that I'll say about from a parent perspective. I, I am very much um, reliant on parents like yourself and many others who welcome Freddie and I and our daughter mm -hmm. as a family because, I, and, and even especially people here in our neighborhood, you know, our neighbors and a few people down the, down the street, we've gotten to know who they are and they've got little kids, some that are going to be at the same school age as, as Sienna. And Freddie and I are very conscious of the fact that we appreciate that because Sienna's going to grow. They're probably going to go to the school together. Mm -hmm. And I want them to build a relationship that they, you know, they help you know, they're there for Sienna just as much as she would if somebody's being ugly to them for whatever reason, you mm -hmm. know, I'm going to teach Sienna that, hey, there's certain things that you have to treat certain people, it, you have to treat people with respect, regardless of who it is. And you always stand up for people that are not being nice. Yeah. And I would expect them to do the same for my child. So I think, you know, having early introduction into yes, that's Sienna's parents and that's just what it is. I think it's easier for them to grow and understand that as they get older than, you know, being never introduced to that at all. Freddie's niece, actually, she's very inquisitive, very smart little girl. Mm -hmm. And the other day she told my sister, or asked my sister-in-law, she's like, mom, um, where's Sienna's mom? Mm -hmm. And my sister is like, I don't, she wasn't waiting for it. She knew it would probably happen at some point, mm -hmm. but 
you know, she kids will kids are going to ask questions because it's all they you know that they've understood or see on TV, and mm-hmm. and I think being open to saying, well, yeah, no, Sienna doesn't have a mom; she has two dads, and that's you know that's how their family is, and mm-hmm. that's how it is. Then mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's it's very helpful for us to and for Sienna to grow up in a world that's easier for her to navigate versus not and being shamed into having two two dads yeah because I'm sure that's going to happen at some point but we do want to give her the confidence to be in any kind of conversation and somebody tells her or tries to make her feel bad and she's like okay so what's your point like that's how I want her to react to it Mm -hmm. and be like I don't understand where you're going with this Mm -hmm. like okay Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's how we hope that she'll react. But I think at some point somebody may make her feel less than because of that. And I just want her to be prepared for it. So yeah. And that's the best you could do to prepare your children for 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 that. I feel like, you know, and and if there is something that I could do myself, then I, I will, you know, and I will educate my kids as much as I can. And you know, it, it encourage also curiosity because I feel like that is also really important because when you're curious and you, you're, you know, like we were talking about it earlier, you, you know, it's, it's okay to ask certain things, but be respectful, right? Yeah. Like you ain't going to tell me like, me and my husband have this joke about um, doing the pretzel, right? Like that's what we call, right? Like we're like, oh man, don't don't go in that closet. You're gonna work, or we're gonna, you know, the pretzel is gonna come out, right? Or something like that. And it's like you're not gonna be asking me like how I do the pretzel. Like that's just not like why would you ask me that? You know what I mean? So don't ask those questions that are disrespectful or coming from a place where like that's 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 not right. You know? Right. Yeah. And there's always a time and place for everything. Yeah, there is. Like sometimes you're probably in a setting that's probably not going to, like, you're not going to ask, you know, (laughs) are you you a transgender? Yeah. Help me understand that in the middle of a bar or, you know, something. It's like there's places to have those type of conversations. And sometimes you just accept it and and understand that, okay, that's cool. And um, I need to, you know, at another time, have some other questions or something like that but I think yeah. there's a time and place for a lot of different of those conversations yeah I agree I, I definitely agree that to that um yeah <clears throat> so now that you're an LA Raider I'm La- a Las Vegas Raider fan <laughs> I know maybe I'll have to figure all that out I fun fact I, I used to play football when I was a young kid so I'm not completely clueless about the game I understand yeah. whatever but um <laughs> I always joke with Jackie because it's not my first choice of sports. Like I'd rather watch like tennis for sure. But um, I always joke with Jackie. It's like, I'm trying to pick out a team, but I don't know if it's (laughs) the cutest colors or just for fun. But yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we always joke around. I love that. That is my funny. Like where you're like, oh my gosh, now I'm a Raiders fan. I was like, yes, get it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. I know. Um, yeah, uh, you know, you're loved by me. You're loved by my family, my immediate family. You know, my dad loved you so much. Um, yes. May you rest in peace. But he was always like, "Oye, amigo, Homer, cómo está?" He would always say that, um, or he'll even ask about Freddie and stuff. You know, and and um, yeah, like he, you know, he we loved you. We love you so much, and your family as well. And you know, always have an ally in us. And um, yeah, I just wanted to thank you so much for, you know, having these conversations. Um, let's see, what else do we need to discuss that we ta- we want to mention? 
Mm, we talked about el football. Yeah. I think we got a lot in. Yeah, we, we did. Skipped around a lot, but yeah. Think, um, you know, hardships are always hard, and that's always ongoing. Um, but I think just taking it in stride in terms of like myself, um, there's one thing that I was, um, I'm always very conscious of being treated because I'm gay. And that's always the thing that I'm like, oh, it's probably because they see that we're gay. Like that's why they're treating us like that. Um, so I try not to use that card all the time, mm -hmm. but I think at the back of my mind, it's just like PTSD type of thing. It's yeah. like, you know. Is it because of that? Yeah. It's because of that. Like I always have this, it's always hard for me to always have people like come and do stuff at our house for like, hey, we need them to do this or work on cabinets. Like we just had people doing our, redoing our cabinets and, and stuff. And I, I'm always very walking around in eggshells because I don't know how they're going to treat us in our own house. Mm -hmm. And are they going to do a shitty job because they know that there's now these two gay guys in here with a daughter. And luckily we've, had good people that are totally open and they you know they're very nice and so forth but that's always always the back of my mind and freddie actually freddie had never dealt with being with discrimination mm -hmm. from any kind of form and obviously i've i've dealt with it because i'm mexican and i'm you know darker complexed and so forth but he had a, a rude awakening when we were doing our wedding and mm -hmm there was a vendor that we had gotten a photo booth vendor and at the last like they I don't I guess he didn't really say that it was for a gay wedding but like two weeks before it he had mentioned oh yeah my, me and my husband or whatever and radio silence after that and we were like what and never responded to anything after that and we looked back and I was like did you tell him that that you that we were saying to some point he's like I looked back through emails and he didn't so I mean nothing and we had given a deposit and everything and it just he for those of you who know freddie he went off the deep end he was pissed sad yeah and when he gets sad he gets very pissed yeah. and i was like i have dealt with stuff like that so yeah. i knew i was like you know what i would rather lose that deposit and and not even deal with them um but he got his first dose of discrimination uh, you know, obviously he's very light complexed, so a lot of people think that he's white, mm -hmm. but he got that first dose and he did, he was completely floored. And, um, but yeah, those are the little things that, you know, you're, I'm always, I'm always very leery about certain things, getting services from certain people, just because I know, I mean, I don't know, but you're not telling yeah. me, you sure are treating me very different um, mm -hmm. than what I know. So, yeah. But. Yeah, that's true. And I think that it's like you you now have to receive it. You always you receive the discrimination, not because you're also you look Mexicano, but also you are also part of the LGBTQ plus community. And I think that's like it sucks, you know, because you're getting it from both ends, you know, and I, I, I'm like on the Fred, I'm more Freddie, right? Because it's like, I, I was born in Mexico. I am Mexicana hundred percent. I love my culture always have, right. I got married there. Right. Like it's just, I've always been very loving and grateful of my roots. Um, I'm, I do not look straight off the bat. I feel like a lot of people that I get, like, they're like, wait, 
what you just said a rejon like <laughs> whoa yeah <laughs> girl yeah. can roll her arms and it's like well yeah mexicana like i may not look what you think looks like a mexicana like my some of my sisters right but I sure am right and i'm actually born there you know and i'm very proud and that's why it was very important for my kids to speak spanish and and so um i I don't get the same reaction that my younger sister or older sister get because because they're more olive colored, um, but I respect it and honor it because I think it's also important and it sucks that we still live in that uh, you know culture that <clears throat> not only are discriminating because you're Hispanic right but also because you're gay you know yeah. and and it's and there's sad. certain things that I think other people don't have to worry about that yeah. Freddie and I do for example we. Um, anytime that I'm like, oh, you know, it'd be like destination wet, like not wedding, but destination vacation oh, or whatever. Yeah. And the immediate reaction after that is, let me see if the country's gay friendly. Yeah. Let me see if they have gay friendly resorts. Let yeah. me like those are the things that I have to check first yeah. amongst just regular safety, yeah. like it's country in crisis. Mm -hmm. But like, I'd never go to Jamaica yeah. ever, ever, ever. Mm -hmm. homosexuality is against the law and mm -hmm. you know so those well, those I, are the things that i have to think about too yeah. just even going in any kind of city it's like yeah. is there are they is there lgbt friendly areas that i can stick with that i don't have to have feel uncomfortable or put worry about or safety or you know right like Oh, so I mean, this, those those are the things that I think people don't tend to understand, and mainly because they obviously don't see it or have to deal with it. But there's those little things that I always have to, you know, keep in mind and always consider when we're out and about in the world that's still progressive, but still has a lot of work to do in general. But, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think there's portions of our country and our in you know the world that I think that are are progressing. You know, um, I think that it makes me feel you know good about the direction that we may be going. Sometimes it feels like there's like ten steps forwards but twenty steps back. You know, um, especially when you see you know people in the trans community get hurt, um, killed. You know that that makes me feel really sad. In yeah. um, you know. I will continue to educate myself in, in, in that aspect so I could protect and, you know, um, continue to be a better ally to you. Um, you know, I think it was a great idea for us to have this conversation because, it, you know, it's important for our community to know and how can we be better people to, um, you know, our, our brothers and sisters in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I think we're heading in a good direction, but I do, do think that there's still a lot of work that we could do as allies. Um, and, you know, it's just one step at a time towards the right direction. Agreed. Yeah. Lots of work to do a lot of, um, and I, and we can go on and on honestly for hours on mm -hmm. anything around mm -hmm. LGBTQ plus topics, but there's a lot of laws that are being put out there and a lot of um, things that we really need to at least understand and not to get political but you know the message the message that you the people that you support and the messages that they support or the agendas that they support um embolden other people so i i get people have their own certain things that they have that they want to vote for in general whatever your political affiliation may be but in the back of my mind i think about how and what you're supporting 
what other implications do those people have mm -hmm. on other people that are already mm -hmm. dealing with the struggle? So mm -hmm. it just, it, it really, this whole political thing that's been going on for the past couple of years is really taking me back and really think about, okay, some of these people, I would have never batted an eye what political affiliation you would have been, but if you really understand the agendas that they're trying to push in the other the mm -hmm. other side of the aisle or the other side that they're really, you know, emboldening is really not helping people that are already struggling. So yeah. really weigh out, are you really in a big crisis where you don't have housing, where you don't have a job because of who you are? Okay, then maybe your life isn't that bad. Mm -hmm. Then you probably need to consider what other people are really struggling for and the help that they really need. Mm -hmm. So like I said, I, I appreciate this conversation and I'm glad we're having it. I, it's again, it's just one step into getting people to wet their feet and what, mm -hmm. you know, what I deal with, what other people in the LGBTQ plus community deal with and the allyship that you and many others support. Mm -hmm. So I thank you 1000% mm -hmm. over and over again. Um, and yeah, so. Yeah, well, thank you. No, thank you. And um, thank you for having this conversation and being open to sharing a lot of, you know, personal things too that have happened to you and your in your life as well. I think it's important to, to acknowledge that. So thank you so much, Homer. We love you so much. Um, over here, the Castellanos that are home family, love you so much. So, um, and your family as well. So, um, but thank you so much. This conversation was great. Um, of course, like I said, you guys, um, this is going to be a standing uh, segment of Comadres talking about whatever topic it is. Um, I'm not sure what next topic will be, but you'll definitely see Homer um, back. Um, thank you so much for sharing your heart. Um, and we appreciate you. And we'll definitely be chatting um, more soon. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, Everybody stay tuned. We're going to, I don't know what we're going to do next, but we're going to do something. And um, adios. Maybe document subscribe my Subscribe to the channel. Yes, subscribe, subscribe to, the channel. to the channel. Click the link to the bio. <laughs> um, maybe we'll document my Botox experience. I don't have any. Oh, yes. Maybe, oh, my goodness. And yes. they, yes. they look different next time. I don't know. <laughs> coming up. <laughs> Latinos and Botox. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Homer, um, and we'll chat with you guys soon. Gracias. Right. Bye, everybody. Hola, amigos y amigas. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel by looking for Between Amigas. Don't forget to look for the pink concha.